Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Colin, you've just been away for a few weeks. We've been listening to some programmes that we made earlier in the year. But just before you went away, we did a week about God's love and a week about the mercy of God. Now, you're just going to explain to our listeners what God has been revealing to you during your time away when you spend hours with him, don't you? Well, one of the the good things for me about holiday is that I can spend time with the Lord, but without all the pressures of the ministry that I'm involved in all the time. Obviously, normally in my life, a lot of my prayer time has to be concerned with listening to what God is saying about the practical areas of ministry in which I'm involved. But when I'm on holiday, there isn't that pressure. So I can just get away with the Lord and just let him uh, focus on, on whatever he wants to do in me, whatever he wants to reveal. In other words, he runs the agenda. I mean, I, I trust that he does all the time, but it's just the opportunity for him to get hold of me in a new way and perhaps bring new and fresh revelation about things that uh, he knows I need to see happening in my life and, of course, in the ministry of Kingdom Faith. Now, before you went away, did you have any inkling about what God was going to talk to you about? No, not at all, because, as I say, uh, this is the opportunity for him to really run the agenda. And uh, so I just begin. And uh, of course, I've got the Word of God there. I may have one or two spiritual books that I take away with me. But the main thing is to really hear what God is saying. And um, I think because the weather wasn't particularly good this (laughs) year, I was in uh, Brittany in northern France, Um, there wasn't the incentive to be going down the beach and out doing this, that, and the other. So it meant I spent even longer than I normally do when I'm on holiday and praying and, and, and just reading and being, being with the Lord. So it was, for me, a very, very rich time. And uh, he spoke things into my life. Not all of them were new. Uh, much of what he was saying was, were things I'd already known, things I'd been preaching and teaching for a long time. But what God often does is he brings different elements of truth together in a new way, in a different way, and he opens up to you further revelation of, um, of what he has done for us and, and of how he actually wants to work in our lives and through us as believers. And so this whole process was was um, unfolding day by day by day. And I was, I was just ending up by having such powerful times with God. And since I've been back and have been getting into the daily routine of ministry, this has been continuing. And I just know that what God has done during this time has really taken me to a completely new place with him, a new sort of level with him. And so I trust that in these um, programs that we're going to be making now and in the coming weeks and months, 
um, something of what God has put into me will be communicated to many other people through these programs. It sounds as though it's a little bit like peeling an onion. You know, you have layer after layer after layer. So what was the area that God really had you concentrating on that he wanted to reveal more to you about? Jesus. Uh, You see, we'll begin now. (laughs) (laughs) What I've been saying is really just an introduction into what we want to say. But the point is this, that To Christians, to those who are born again of the Spirit of God, God really only has one gift to give, and that is Jesus. And on the day when a person is genuinely born again, that gift of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is put into the heart and the life of that believer, and his body becomes a temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, God doesn't give us a blessing from Jesus. He doesn't give us part of Jesus. You remember that Jesus himself said, I have come that men may have life and have it in all its fullness. Now, he also said, I am the life. I am the way, I'm the truth. I am the life. So when, when uh, he says, I have come that men may have life, he, He's also saying, well, I am that life and have that life in all its fullness. What he is saying is, I have come so that you, as my disciples, can have the fullness of my life. Not a little part of my life, not a blessing, not just an anointing from the Holy Spirit, but you have the fullness of my life. Now, somebody may say, but what does that word fullness mean, Colin? Well, that's what we're going to see during the course of this week. It's going to take us the whole week to really understand that. But you see, the the essence, as Paul says, the essence of the Christian life, the secret, he calls it, or the mystery, is Christ in you. Not a blessing from Christ, not just some kind of anointing that is going to enable you to get through life. But God has put the fullness of Christ into every believer. Now, this raises a number of obvious questions. Well, if we have that fullness, why don't we manifest that fullness? Why isn't that obvious? Why are there so many things in our lives that are obviously not Jesus? And we're going to have to answer that question during the course of this week. We'll come to that. But first of all, before we tackle issues like that, we've really got to get hold of the revelation that we do have what God says we have. Now, you see, if when you were born again, God gave you everything that is in Christ, the fullness of the life of Christ, which is why Paul says the secret is Christ in you, and which is why he says God has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, He's already blessed us. All those blessings, all that fullness of life is already within us. Because all that is true, so much of our praying is probably to God, not real prayer at all, because we are asking him to give us what he's given, because we either don't believe that he's given us the fullness of life, or we don't understand what it means to say that he has given us the fullness of life. Can you give me an example? Well, um, somebody might say, oh Lord, I need 
more, much more love in my life. Please give me your love. Now, you see, if Christ is in you, then the love of Christ, the fullness of his love is already within you. And in fact, Paul says, God has poured his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Now, you see, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. So when I say the only gift is Jesus Christ in us, God gives us that gift through the Holy Spirit. So it's, it's a bit of a nonsense prayer to say, Lord, give me more love, because he says, but I've already given you the fullness of my love. What the person really means is, I need to see more of your love being evidenced in my life. But if that person is a Christian, that love is not being evidenced, not because he doesn't have the love, but because there is too much of himself and of his own human love that is getting in the way, and not enough of the love, of the fullness of the love of Christ that he has put into him. So he's never realized what God's already given him. That's right. So later in the week, we'll have to talk about that. See, later in the week, we're going to have to see, well, what is it that hinders this fullness of life? But first of all, Julia, we've got to start with getting this revelation that we have the fullness. Because it sounds wonderful, but how do we know it's true? Well, we know it's true because this is the revelation throughout the New Testament of what God has done for us. And we can begin today with just one scripture from John chapter 1. I've already mentioned what Jesus said in chapter 10 of John, I have come that men may have life and have it in all its fullness. And you remember in the first chapter of, of that gospel, John is describing Jesus as the word of God. How do we know what God has done and what God has given us through his word? If we believe in Jesus Christ, then we believe in the New Testament to be God's word to us as the revelation of what God has done through Jesus and what he has given us through Jesus. And John is unpacking this wonderful theology about Jesus being the word of God and the light that has come into the world and how God has brought all creation into being through that word. And then in verse 16, he gives this little testimony, really, from the fullness, from his fullness, we have received grace upon grace. Now, the NIV, which I normally use in these programs, is not a good translation of that verse because it says, from the fullness of his grace, we've all received one blessing after another. That is not what the Greek says. The Greek says, from his fullness, we have received grace upon grace. Now, what you see John is saying, and he said, we have all received, meaning every believer has received. All those who believed in Jesus then, and of course, all who have believed in Jesus since. God gives us, when we are born again, that fullness of life. And he's saying, the testimony is this. From that fullness, we receive grace upon grace. We're not asking God to give us what we don't have, but we're believing he's given us the fullness. And as we pray, the grace, one act of grace after another, is released into our lives. So we have the fullness of life. Jesus says that. We have the fullness of his love. We have the fullness of his power. Jesus said you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. We have the fullness of, of God's wisdom, of God's, well, whatever Jesus is, we have. And we'll see more about that tomorrow. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 